This is the Get Creative Podcast, highlighting real people doing real deals. Join Pace Morby as he normalizes the conversation about creative finance. And now, on to the show. Everybody, welcome to episode number three. We have Vincent Lanza with us. Sometimes I call him Doug. Doug is his first name. Vincent is his middle name. But as you can see on his screen, it is Vincent Lanza. Vincent lives in the San Francisco Bay Area, and he has been one of the biggest value drivers in the sub two community for the last several months. He's one of the original mentorship students. He joined almost in the very, very beginning. And his story is one of my favorite because it highlights there's multiple different ways to do this business. And you have to find the way that is the most comfortable and resonates the most with yourself. So Vincent, please introduce yourself. Tell us where you were before the mentorship. How did you figure out, how did you jump into real estate and where are we, are, where are we today? Wow, <laughs> that's a lot. That's, that's a lot. That's a big It is number. a lot. Uh, so um, how did I jump into real estate actually was that um, we were at a point in my life with uh, my wife and I where we were definitely making some transitions. Um, I had been running a business for a long time that was winding down. My wife had been a teacher for a long time. And she was, uh, the school that she was teaching at was closing down at the time. And so she was transitioning, but we were fe- feeling like it was time for a transition anyway. I have always- Is this been, like 2019 or what year is this? Uh, this would be 2019, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, so like just a little more than a year ago. So she was, um, you know, she's always loved real estate. She's always loved houses. For years, she said, Doug, let's get houses. Let's rent houses. And I'm like, I don't want to be a landlord. I don't want to deal with any of that stuff. I don't <laughs> want to do that. But I have always really loved business. So we um, went to an event where somebody was talking about real estate and, you know, it was a different mentorship than uh, the sub two mentorship. And we, um, it just resonated with us and we jumped into that. We were in this other mentorship um, for since about April of last year. And so we did learn a fair amount in that mentorship, uh, just on the basics, basis, basics of real estate. And we uh, were able to do some wholesale deals during that time. And now you said, where are we at now? Well, now we're at a whole nother level because once we got into the sub two mentorship, it was just like a whole new amazing world opened up for us. And I had never heard of creative finance. I didn't know what a sub two was. I suppose theoretically, I knew what seller financing was. I never heard of a novation agreement. I never heard of any of that until I met you. And um, so- how did, you, how did you find out about us? So I- How do we, we get so lucky to find you? <laughs> Well, I would say it's the other way around, but um, so we had some friends that were investing in Fresno and as probably everybody in the real estate world knows, San Francisco is a ridiculously expensive market. So to jump into San Francisco in terms of like investing, I mean, you're talking millions of dollars, you're talking just high price points. And our friends told us, well, Fresno is a good place to invest because houses are probably quarter of a third of the price that they are in San Francisco. So we went down there and it just so happened at the same time you were doing a, an, an event with you and Jamil. Um, you were doing a meetup down there and we just happened to coordinate at the same time. So we went to your event and I was completely 
just stunned and amazed by not just what you were doing in business, but your overall philosophy. Like I never heard anybody talk the way that you and Jamil talk, like about squatting up, about, you know, helping other people. I mean, everything in business that I've always heard of is like, keep your cards close to your vest, keep your secrets to yourself, like, you know, try to beat out the competition. So more than when I first met you, more than the business aspect was just your overall philosophy of doing business. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Like, that's me. That's what I want to do. What a cool auditorium that was, huh? Yeah, it was. It was kind that of was, great. That was an amazing event. We, um, we, I, we still to this day say Fresno was our favorite stop because it was so warm and welcoming and we couldn't fit everybody in that big auditorium. Like it sat 300 plus people and it was all the way up to the top and people were having to stand in the aisles. It was an unbelievable event. Yeah, it was. Oh, Jason oh, oh. Pritchard and all those guys put on a, a great event for us. And I'm, I'm glad. So you and I didn't get a chance to really talk at any length during that. No, I, didn't, I think I might have asked you guys one question. Um, at which point I think you said something about like, does anybody want to help Vincent? And then uh, a guy who's now in your mentorship too, Ty, stood up and said, yeah, I'll, I'll help him out. <clears throat> and I met up with him after that. Um, but yeah, we didn't get a chance to talk or anything. No, I mean, because there's 300 people there and you know, I didn't, you didn't know me or whatever. How, so. how amazing is it that you and your wife come down to that event? You meet Ty, Rudy, Rudy was there as well. Mm -hmm. A whole bunch of people that are in the sub two mentorship that you guys now run the NorCal accountability group as, as a team. What an amazing family that we've created just in the last six to eight months. Oh, I mean, it's, it's like not just in Northern California, but throughout the nation. Like the people that are in this mentorship are amazing. I, I have gotten help from so many people. I, I weekly, almost daily, talk to people in the sub two mentorship. Either I'm trying to help them with something or I'm asking them for help with something. I've had people in the sub two mentorship go out and take pictures of houses for me. I've had pictures, people in the sub two mentorship set up my online credit applications for free. Just <laughs> I mean, it's like... It's like crazy. Well, one of my favorite things about you, um, Vincent, is that when you first joined the mentorship, I had no idea, but you weren't watching any of the trainings, any of the recorded videos that we did. We originally built out six weeks of training, probably totals about 15 to 20 hours worth of training. Now that training is going to 12 weeks and it gets released probably the second week of January. And it will be 12 total weeks, over 50 hours of recorded content, all original just for those um, trainings. And I imagine you're probably not going to go through and watch any of that stuff because you've kind of found your own path. Tell me about that path and, and um, how has that gotten you where you are right now? So I guess that's the running joke between you and I that I haven't watched any of the modules. Yeah, it's great. And what's I love funny it. is like oh, all these other students are like, I'm on module three and I haven't done anything yet. I'm on module five and I haven't done anything. And I'm like, just take action. So my path was much different because uh, I guess I, I was, you know, education is good. I try to learn something new all the time, but I was like, I, I need to do something like this business needs to get off the ground. And so when we started the mentorship, which you still do an amazing amount of bonus Zooms, but you were doing all these Zooms, bonus Zooms, like early in the morning, like five or six o'clock in the morning. So I was like getting up every morning. I was just listening to what you were saying. 
And one of the things that you talked about was free lead generation. Generally on Wednesdays, you would always talk about free lead generation. Well, free always sounds good, right? Free sounds <laughs> like if I can do it for free, I love it. So I just took to heart what you said. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no clue where I was going, but I'm like, I'm just going to do what Pace is teaching me. I'm going to try it and see if it works. And so I started generating free leads by just reaching out to wholesalers who had deals that were not wholesale deals, but could potentially be turned into creative deals. And as I did that, I was fortunate enough to just network together with wholesalers and start getting subject to deals, seller finance deals, just a number of deals. And even to this day, I'm still doing that. I have some deals I'm talking to wholesalers about right now. I have leads that I've gotten this week from wholesalers that I'm following up on. So um, for me, it was just listening to what you were teaching and taking action on it and not worrying about the fact that I didn't know exactly what I was doing because I had this amazing community around me, you included. I mean, as you know, I would jump on with you almost daily and ask you questions like, Pace, what about this? What about that? Yes, um, it's the, it's the set, my second favorite part of, of you and the way that you would ask questions is that my first favorite thing about you is that you did exactly what you should do which was take action. You said, look, the trainings are cool, but I can come and hear straight from Pace's mouth seven days a week when I was doing that many Zooms. Now, I probably average three, maybe four Zooms a week. My team does two. So collectively do about six Zooms a week. But in the very beginning, I was doing six or seven myself. Yeah, you were doing You it. come in, you take action. That was my favorite part. Second thing is that you said, I'm going to come in and ask very specific questions about things that I'm dealing with. And I, I know when Vincent is on a Zoom, 90% of the time he's on that Zoom because he has a very specific problem he's dealing with. And I love when you do that because I can highlight it to all of the other students and say, hey, do you see what Vincent just did here? I haven't seen Vincent in a week, but he goes out, creates a bunch of problems and comes to me and says, hey, I've got these set of problems I solved on my own or through other sub two students. But this one is, is kind of a sticking point. Me and um, I think you and uh, Jonah were talking about something specific last time yeah. and you go, Hey, we thought we think we figured it out, but I just want to verify with you. I love that you leverage the mentorship the way that it should be leveraged, which is let me go take action. Let me bump into things. Let me trip on things and I'm going to be able to utilize three key components to this uh, mentorship. One, the community. Two, pace on live Zooms. And three, probably most important, is access to Rochelle Jarvis, transaction coordinator extraordinaire, yes. to help you through those transactions when you might not have ever done those things. So thank you for bringing that up. That's honestly one of those are my two favorite things about you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And, um, I, yeah, I think along the journey, it was definitely about, like you're saying, just do it, see what obstacles you run into, see what problems you run into, and just have somebody uh, like yourself and Rochelle, who's more experienced, and just reach out to, to the both of you and just ask, like, where do I go from here? What am I doing? Like, you know, am I doing the right thing? And just having that assurance uh, gave me the confidence to move forward and to close subject two deals, which I didn't even know what subject two was before I joined the mentorship to get seller finance deals, um, novation deals, just a variety of different creative finance deals. So, it's so speaking about one deal in particular, I know that you've got a deal outside of Atlanta. It's kind of in the Atlanta area. Isn't that a deal you got seller finance at 0% interest? 
Right. Yeah. It's in Atlanta, actually proper and proper. And it's a zero percent finance deal. Uh-huh. Tell me, how did you get that deal? Tell me what was the solution you provided to the seller? So what I did actually was, again, squatting up with another wholesaler who was uh, getting deals. So me and him were working together. Um, it was a little bit different, maybe, than what I typically do with wholesalers, which is more to just kind of like get referrals from them. But this particular person um, I was working a little bit closer with because they were really doing some good marketing and getting a lot of deals going on. So um, with those people, we um, found the seller who was actually a company that represents like different investors. And I believe what was happening at the time was they were trying to sell the house and we're not able to sell it, but we were able to come in because the numbers work to where we could give them their number. So I know how you often talk about like how it's not so much about the price of the house. Like you don't want to be stupid and pay like, you know, double the price, but you can pay a little bit higher as long as the numbers work. So that was kind of the situation they were in. They weren't getting their number, but we were able to give them their number because, because they were willing to give us seller uh, 0% seller financing. And there was a tenant in there. I think the payments are about 900 on that house and the rent is like about 1800. And once I get this tenant out, I'll be able to even rent the, raise the rent even higher. So you give them a number on paper because they created, basically they created a mortgage or a deed of trust towards you or a promissory note that you owe them payments. The payment that you make to that seller is around 900 and some change. Mm -hmm. And you have an existing tenant in the property right now that's paying $1,800. Right. So I didn't even have to find a renter or anything like that. That was so. Vincent, this is amazing. I, yesterday, I, we have a property. Uh, we bought five or six seller finance sub two deals just in the last like 10 days or so. And I don't know anything about the properties because my team now is starting to like automate without me. And yesterday I go, I'm going to go drive a couple of these houses. I go to one of the houses, the house is Bluefield. I drive to it. I, I go, I call Cody. I go, Hey, how do I get in here? He goes, you can't. There's somebody in, in there that's our, that's a renter. I go, how did we find a renter in two days? We just closed escrow on this. He goes, no, no, no. We took it over with the tenant already existing. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. You had a seller sell to you on seller finance that you immediately adopted a paying tenant that is cash flowing roughly $900 a month. And your $900 payment is going directly to principal. Yes. It is insane how much that one deal will make you and your family. Is there any balloon on that deal? There is. The guy wanted, I think, really strange. He wanted like a four-year balloon, something like that. Like we, we kept trying to negotiate with him, but he was very adamant about that. But that's fine because like you said, with a 0% finance deal, uh, you know, there's not, you know, there's no interest being paid. So there's no amortization in that sense. And it's just every single dollar that you're putting into that. So you figure what 48 months of payments at about approximately a thousand dollars a month. So that mortgage is going to be, be, be paying down about $50,000 or something. What is, what was your purchase price? Uh, I think it was three forty-five. Okay, so three hundred and forty-five thousand purchase price. What would you say the house is worth today? Uh, about that much, or maybe a little bit more. Okay, so let's say the house is worth three fifty today. Yeah. With an average appreciation in that market, which is about three and a half percent, 
that property will be worth about 390 by the time that four years is up. Okay. Then by the time that four years is up, you've paid down your balance to 290. So you essentially have a hundred thousand dollar difference between what you paid for it on paper yeah. and what you uh, basically it'll pay down 48,000. It'll appreciate basically 48 to $50,000 over that four years. Right. So you will make $100,000 in equity on this one particular deal by having an existing tenant, not to mention your cash flow on top of that. So your cash flow after expenses and whatever else, you're probably cash flowing, what would you say, about $500 a month? Yeah, five or $600 a month, yeah. Okay, so let's say you're at $600 a month, that's $7,200 a year times four. So you're making another... $30,000 in cash flow over four years. Right. Yeah. This yeah. one deal. Yes. This one deal will make you $130,000. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, you know, and that's the way, like exactly the way you're talking about it is the way when I got that revelation of how these things work and what there is not only on the cash flow, but also on the back end of these deals. If you do end up having a balloon payment and having to do something with it, it's like, yeah, it's absolutely amazing. It's I like, remember when you were coming to me and asking me questions about this particular deal, I kept saying, hey, I want to buy this deal. I was like, Please, do you remember that? Yes, I kept telling you can't have it. I was like, bro, if you for some reason decide you don't want this deal, please send me this deal. I want this. I want this. I want this. You're like, dude, this is a no brainer. My son lives near Atlanta. Yeah. I'm keeping this stinking deal. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I love you. Now, but. here's what's interesting too. I don't know what your business strategy is, but are you guys going to depreciate any of this at all? Or are you guys going to use any tax um, benefits on this prop property at all? Yeah, we will. I mean, we haven't talked to our accountants exactly because this is the first year that we've really done this type of thing before when we did wholesale deals, which you know, and everybody that does wholesale knows it's just like a chunk of cash, right? So that just goes into your business and it's just income, right? That has to be accounted for. So, um, this is a newer thing to us. So yeah, we will be uh, again, you know, we just have to talk to our accountants about how all that works. And but yeah. So yeah. Well, the way I would look at this deal, me personally, mm -hmm. and why I love this deal so much is that not only will you make about $130,000 on the deal, but because it's a $350,000 property, you can and I don't know, you know, obviously you're going to talk to your CPA about this, but this is what I would do in my business. I would take that 350,000. I would um, depreciate that. Oh my gosh. So that $350,000 home will wipe out $12,700 of other income in your business. So let's say for everybody paying attention to this podcast, Let's say Vincent goes and does a wholesale deal in Connecticut because he's doing deals all over the country. People are calling him and asking him, please help me, please help me, please help me. Let's say he does a wholesale deal in Connecticut and he makes $12,700 on that one deal. Because of the depreciation on this one house in Atlanta that you have, mm -hmm. you will be able to make that $12,700 on your wholesale transaction tax Free. You won't have to pay any income tax because your depreciation wipes out $12,700 of yearly income. So if you multiply that for four years, you will save, you, will, you basically can go out and make $50,000 in other taxable income 
and wipe out the taxes on that $50,000 from four years of depreciation on this one house. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. so many this thing is like nearing a $200,000 profit mark when you really consider all the other tax benefits, the savings and all that kind of stuff. One stinking deal. One deal. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> I know. I know. One I, deal. I, Did you use Rochelle on this particular deal? Oh yeah. We've used Rochelle on every single transaction that we've done. Yeah, for sure. 100%. We're, we're, let me, let me, I'm like pumped. I'm like, I, I'm pumped and also pissed that I didn't buy this deal. <laughs> but let, let, before I transition into the transaction part and understanding, you know, how Rochelle helped and, you know, the value of having a transaction coordinator that knows what they're doing. Um, I want to understand um, all the other times that you heard somebody say, or all the times you heard me say, you can buy a house with 0% seller finance and you can get a free home and you can do this and you can do that and whatever else. What was the mindset before you had done the deal? And what's the mindset now? You use the word revelation, like you had a revelation that this is real. Can you walk me through that? If I'm somebody that's never done a deal and I hear Pace or I see Pace posting stuff on his Instagram, look, I got a free house or, hey, I got 0% seller finance stuff. What would you say to the people who are like, that's impossible? Well, first of all, I'd absolutely say that it is possible because I've done it not only with this deal here in Atlanta, but I've done it multiple times and I'm continuing to do it right now. And um, I would say, yes, was I skeptical? Yes, I was saying at the beginning of this podcast that I didn't even want to be obtaining properties. My wife would always talk to me about it. And I'm like, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to do this. Um, you know, everything that I had ever been approached with before that was like turnkey properties and all that type of stuff was like, you just need to come up with the money. If this house is $150,000, like you need to come up with 150,000 with a house in Atlanta. You know, people would have said, Hey, this is the house, you know, $345,000. And this is what the cash flow is on it. And I'm like, that like made little to no sense to me because you'd have to go out and get a loan or whatever. I mean, that's, that's large chunks of money that you have to come up with. So the revelation was that like we can obtain these properties with little money being put out. I mean, there is some money being put out, right. With closing costs and whatever. And sometimes yeah, closing costs, transaction coordinators, sometimes the sellers want down payments, whatever else in this particular deal, you didn't have to do any renovation, right? No, no, they had already, it was a fully renovated house. They had just renovated it. Bro, stop making me want this deal even more. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> it had just, yeah. I mean, like the, oh, you know, we've had to done a couple of little maintenance things, but it was like a beautiful home. Like they had just, in fact, I think I'm pretty sure that the tenant that was, that's in there was like the first person that had lived in there after the renovation. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, completely just recently remodeled, beautiful inside. So um, you had a revelation when you got this house, when you, when a wholesaler brought this deal to you, I remember, remember this is one of your first, you know, four or five deals that you had done in the mentorship. Um, when you had another one going on at the same time, kind of Michigan area, right? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. So during that same time, you get this house under contract, or at least you find out you can get it under contract. Was the first inclination, I'm going to do the paperwork myself? Or did you realize like, whoa, I've got access to Rochelle. I'm going that route from day one. What was that thought process? Oh, well, it, first of all, it was totally like, no, I'm not going to do the paperwork myself. Like I, if I did that, that's stupid. 
Like, what am I thinking? Like, and what, and, and you opened up like early on, you're like, well, I'm going to give you access to my transaction coordinator, Rochelle. So that was like, to me, that was like a no brainer. Like, of course I'm going to do that. Like she knows what she's doing. It's going to take a load off of me of having to worry about, you know, doing all this paperwork and, uh, you know, it's well worth the investment that needs to be put into that. So well worth the expertise that's there, well worth the time that it saves me. So yeah, that was like, that was a no brainer. There was, there was no thought. I never thought like, I'm going to do the paperwork myself. I'd like that thought didn't even cross my mind. Like, I'm like, I'm going to use Rochelle. She knows what she's doing. She's going to take a load off of me of having to do this. She's going to talk to the sellers. She's going to talk to the title companies and, uh, and I'll learn along the way too. Right. So, you know, I'm not, it wasn't like, let her do it. And I'm going to bow out of the process, like let her do it. And I'm going to learn how this all works, you know, because I want to, I want to know, you know, even if something, somebody else is doing something, I'm still interested in knowing how does the process work? Love it. Rochelle, do you remember this transaction in Atlanta? Yes. Anything, anything sticky or interesting that we can tell the audience? Um, no, I think Vincent honestly covered everything. You know, I, I can't think of anything else in addition. Wait, wait, you don't, you're forgetting that the first title company oh. was like no good whatsoever. <laughs> I remember this. You That's actually reached true. out to me and you said, I found another closing attorney in Atlanta. And I think, so I've got an Atlanta deal going on right now. And I reached out to you recently. I said, who are you, who are we, who are we using in Atlanta right now? Is that the person that you ended up finding? Yes. Wiseman, right, Vincent? It was exactly the first one we used was completely unresponsive. What was the, what was the first issue? Because I think this is something really um, important to highlight to people is that you are going to run into these issues with title companies and closing attorneys and that you shouldn't give up. So what was that like? What, how, what, why wouldn't they do the transaction? Communication, right, Vincent? I mean, yeah. we couldn't even, um, it's so funny to me when you find people that just don't want business. I mean, you're doing everything and you're out there to help them. And we were tag teaming them between me and Vincent. I finally just cured them and was like, you know, you got to respond. We got to figure this out. And at that point in time, um, it was just mainly a communication issue, not hearing from them, not, we did weekly follow-ups and that's huge, right? We need that preliminary title report in the beginning to make sure that this is going to be a deal. So finally, after talking with Vincent where, you know, we found Amy and um, he was cool with changing, he got the seller on board, uh, did the addendum and we switched over and it was literally night and day. It was that big of a difference. It was huge. I feel like you, you actually, you run into this a lot more than I ever have in my, my world. Um, right. You take a lot of burden off my plate. I, we don't, there's not one transaction in my business that we do without you, nor would I ever. Mm -hmm. It's, it would be in my mind, mindless for me to say, Hey, let me take care of some, let me have her take care of the challenging ones. My job is not to do paperwork. My job is to go negotiate deals. And that's what Vincent's doing, right? That's what Vincent has specialized in. So do you run into that frequently in all states across the country? A thousand percent. So I always tell people um, going into, you know, creative finance. One, you know, I think this relates into like title companies. Creative finance is like a thumbprint, right? Everybody's looking for like a template. 
show me how to do this, but they're all different. They're all complex. They all have different moving pieces. So you have to learn how to be flexible. So when I talk to a, a closing attorney or a title agent, it's having that conversation, setting the expectation, hey, we might need to move titles with the seller, all, also with the investor like Vincent or other people and having to be flexible and then always you know, doing those interviews, making sure you have a plan B and things like that. So I run into it almost every day where we're having to switch title companies and be flexible in that process. It's interesting because if you go back, one of our upcoming guests, DJ Martin, um, he's one of the original um, students as well. When Vincent joined, DJ Martin had a novation agreement going on and he couldn't get it closed. He couldn't get the close of escrow to happen because the title company that originally is like, oh yeah, we can handle this it came down to literally the last day and they say, sorry, we can't do this novation agreement. In fact, we don't think there's anything such thing as a novation agreement. So DJ calls me up. He's like, Oh my gosh, I raised all this money. I put all this thing in. I fixed the house. I found a buyer. I'm going to make $81,000. But now they're telling me that this doesn't really exist. My whole world is over. I go, bro, you can't take advice from those, those knuckleheads. We've got to go switch to a different title company. So anybody that's watching, you have to realize that you are going to run into people where you will question yourself and say, do these people, the way Rochelle and Vincent just explained, do these people not want to do business? Are they not really in the business of doing what I'm asking them to do? And you question yourself. You have to just realize nine out of 10 people are just knuckleheads and they're horrible business owners and you've got to go find that 10%, which highlights the benefit of being part of a community of people across the country that you can say, I do have a deal in Minnesota and I need help with X, Y, and Z. I need help with this or I need help with that. Vincent. Yes. <laughs> I know I highlighted two things about your personality that I love, appreciate, and adore about you, but probably the most important part of you is that you are a value driver. In fact, you've made that your business model. You've said, look, this is what I'm good at. I can take deals and I can nurture and educate wholesalers across the country to do X, Y, and Z because I've now been through it. Or because I have a mentor that I can say, I don't know the answer, but I'm going to turn around and ask them. Or I don't know the answer, but I have access to Rochelle. So I'm going to turn around and ask her. If I'm an aspiring wholesaler or an investor anywhere in the country and I'm watching this podcast, how do I reach out to you? How do I get help from you? Because there's no way that Pace can help everybody. There's no way Rochelle can help everybody. How can I get you to do a JV deal with me? Where do I reach out to? So you can reach out to me on Instagram if you want. Um, it's Vincent Douglas underscore. And also um, my business is called Verity Property Investors. So that's V-E-R-I-T-Y Property Investors. We have a website at veritypropertyinvestors.com. Um, we also have a Facebook page, Verity Property Investors. And we also have an Instagram, <laughs> Verity Property Investors. But if you wanna reach out to me directly, Vincent Douglas underscore is my Instagram handle. And uh, you can message me and I'll definitely get in touch with you. Uh, through that. This is probably the best and easiest way right now. I could give you the phone number too. I don't know if you want me to do that. but that If you gave your phone number out, I'm telling you this will, we're going to be doing this podcast for the next probably five years or so. And I imagine you will want to change your phone number. 
Yeah. So maybe we'll, you'll be like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> maybe we won't do that this time. But I, I respond. I'm pretty much on social media every day. So I do respond to the messages that I get. I try to respond quickly within the same day. Uh, so, yeah, probably a, a, a message through Instagram would probably work the best. Everybody that's watching, um, one thing that I am so Im impressed with Vincent about is that he will do deals nationwide. He can do deals in any state. Yes. He has access to the mentorship, other students, other buyers. He has access to Rochelle Jarvis and knowing where and what title company to use in each individual state. Even if he doesn't know it off the top of his head, he has access to those answers. So if you are not in a position to join the mentorship, you need to be in a position to reach out to Vincent Lanza and work with him on wholesale transactions, creative finance deals, et cetera, because he is amazing today. And in three or four years from now, I can't even imagine where you're going to be, brother. Oh, I know. I mean, the journey this year has been so exciting and so much fun and just growing and learning. And yeah, exactly. I mean, not just me, but all of us, right? It's just like this whole group of people uh, that have that are in this mentorship and such great people. And uh, I mean, you you mentioned some of them, DJ and, and April and Mark and... Uh, Will and Marlon and and Kelly and I mean I'm you know I'm, I'm missing so many different people I mean there's so many. too many people to name I I yeah. am reluctant to even start naming people because I'm like I know I'll forget 30 40 people that I are know. like life changing exactly. so everybody that that's the end of our podcast thanks for listening to the get creative podcast the full unedited podcast is available to sub two students visit sub com to apply if you enjoyed this content. Like, subscribe, and share with your friends.